and welcome to the fifth episode of Chill Air. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. <laughs> What's today's topic? <laughs> All right, today's topic is one of our favorites, card games. Not porn again. No, not oh, porn. Okay. Listen, we, we already talked about porn. <laughs> we already did that one. That was last episode. Did we do hentai? That was the first episode. Do we do gay porn? No, but we transferred that one for Mommy Kinks. That was the second and third ah, episode. Ah, 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 ah. Card games then. Card uh, games. Second biggest passion, Second I guess. biggest passion. <laughs> Card games. Beginning where Moses tore the Red Sea open with a Beyblade. You know yeah, that's, that's not a card game though. You know that's canon in Beyblade. I know, I know that's canon, bro. Um, Leonidas fights armies with Beyblade. Yes, Moses yeah. parts the Red Sea with a top. Could you imagine <laughs> <laughs> this biblical man with a with a gray beard, just like, let my people go, let it rip, <laughs> let it rip, <laughs> let it rip. A little small top. Jesus held up on the cross by two Beyblades. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Special move, crucifixion, huh? Wait, hold on now. What? All right. I know that's Do you think so... Moses is like, what? <laughs> okay, I'm already Dude. getting topic. Like, do you think like Dude. the cops would be like, stop right there. Let, Let it, rip. it rip. Okay, 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 okay. Censoring okay. back. Card games. Yes. So we have to start with the beginning here because the rest of this out of context isn't going to make any sense, in my opinion. What's your favorite card game? My favorite card game would have to be Yu-Gi-Oh! The Trading Card Game. Not necessarily because it's one I play the most right now. Because honestly, I probably... Well, no, that's a lie. Because earlier today in class, I played a game of Dueling Nexus on my computer. But I think I probably haven't physically touched Yu-Gi-Oh cards in maybe about a couple months. But the reason why Yu-Gi-Oh stays, mainstays is one of my favorites and one of my all-time classics is because just the memories associated with it. And I know I say that a lot about all my other stuff. But nothing beats nostalgia to me, honestly. I remember growing up and and going to book fairs and finding the Shonen Jumps and reading Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, because I, I wasn't privileged to watch it like a lot of other kids were. I read Yu-Gi-Oh as it went on. But, you know, the Shonen Jump mangas used to include, like, promos. And that's how I used to buy and build my first cards. Whatever promos they threw in there, I just kind of grabbed it and put it together. Granted, those cards are worth a lot of money right now like like literally a lot of fucking money those shonen jump promises you know shonen jump doesn't print anymore of course i was a kid so you know those cards got rubber banded and slung across the dirt and what's a sleeve bro i mean everything was warped and then <laughs> what's the point of having that stuff but yeah um just the memories associated with Yu-Gi-Oh is the reason why it's one of my favorites i i could probably say at every pivotal point in my life i can remember a time where i was playing Yu-Gi-Oh at that point from, uh, like I said, as a child, reading the manga, getting the Shonen Jump promos to um, in high school in my construction class, my friends would do, we would duel to see who gets to do the work for the class. Because basically we had a sub so long in that class that the sub would just give us a worksheet a day and it would all be the same worksheet, all be the same answer sheet. They have the answer key up front because it changed between men and women. They have the answer key up front and we'd be like, so me and you smartest people in class, I'll duel you. You do my work. I'm like, yeah, that's how I won Utopia, the lightning from off of one of my friends. So we used to gamble with Yu-Gi-Oh cards back at that point, back in high school. And then I remember as a collegiate student, most of my friends I've met in the community student center playing Yu-Gi-Oh. So as I've gone throughout life and as I've just like matured, one thing that's always been constant is I've always, you know, had Yu-Gi-Oh and made relationships through Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, but 
enough about me and my rant. What's your favorite card game? See, I wanted to, before I answer that question, I will go back to rubber banding cards and trashing them completely. Like, yeah, dude. The filing, <laughs> everything you ever owned. My first collection of cards in a card game. It's not my favorite card game, but it was Pokemon cards. I loved the video game. All of my family thought I loved Pokemon, so they would just buy me Pokemon cards for Christmas. I'll I'll say it, man. I really did not understand anything from the Pokemon the card game whatsoever. I don't think anybody did. I feel like right. we just bought the cards because it's Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, we bought the cards because it was Pokemon. The first collection I had, ruined by milk. <laughs> so they were all like caked with milk. I want to know how milk got to your collection. I'm watching Pokemon on TV. Okay. In front of the TV with a bowl of cereal. I was going to say with a bowl of milk. <laughs> yeah, with a bowl of cereal. And I have all of my cards in front of me because I'm like, yeah, Pikachu. Yeah, Dominator. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then I was shaking and then the bowl and it just went. Psh, and then I was like, all right, well, now these are all soggy cards. Let me just wipe them off with a paper towel and throw them back in. Because I didn't have a binder. I didn't have deck boxes. I had a plastic Yu-Gi-Oh box with Yu-Gi-Oh on it with like a little handle because it looked like Kaiba's suitcase with a plastic inside with no corners. So it was all rounded edges. So you know all the cards in there were fucked mm-hmm. right from the start. I mean, I won't say, I won't sit here and try to demoralize you because like I just said, I used to wrap mines in rubber bands. But I think, I think my Pokemon cards got done the worst way. Like I can't find my Yu-Gi-Oh collection, right? Because that, that that's just dissipated as years gone on. Those cards got trashed. But my Pokemon collection back when I was playing, what, not, I didn't even play it. Back when I owned Pokemon cards, bro, and I was just buying them. Um, I don't even know what the shit's called anymore. But it's like a little blue plastic billfold. Like, it was like a Fisher Price thing. You're supposed to store arts and crafts supplies. Yeah, I know what you're talking I about. I threw all my Pokemon cards in that. And guess what, what made it worse, though? I think I got my Pokemon cards robbed from me because my cousins came over for a weekend and that same box, once they left after that weekend, that same box that had all my Pokemon cards. I know I showed them all my Pokemon cards in that fucking box. But after they left, I had a note in that box that said, we left in the morning. Uh, something, something, something. Now, I'm pretty sure the note said something about sorry about your card or some shit. And then they were just all gone. They, they, I never knew where my Pokemon collection It just disappeared. I, I've had my cards stolen so many times. because like, But by Emily? Yeah. <laughs> not no not by family. Right. no, no. I, I went suck. to like my neighbors i had these two neighbors growing up i think their names were literally jaden and jaden <laughs> no originality that yeah. one jaden next one jaden yeah and they Third lived in two separate families two separate oh, families jaden and jaden i thought you meant that it was like a brother no. and two kids and then parents no. named both of them jaden no it was jaden and jaden they like one lived right next to me one lived across the street we played bakugan the card game card game Card air game. quotes air quotes air quotes card game card game and they would just like swipe my shit like we'd be sitting in the backyard the on bakugan a ta- or the cards all of them. i would say anything anything i laid bakugan out were free real estate bro you threw them shits you're not getting them back you never brawl those bitches out you kind of just like set it on the card let it pop up so you can watch it you never you never let them go you threw them that's your fault back on topic back on topic my favorite card game honestly is the one my friend group is playing and it's gonna sound like some sappy shit here but Genuinely speaking, I'm not interested enough in a card game to play a card game by myself, to like collect a card game by myself. I own cards, I have cards, but I really need a community of friends 
to actually sit down with. I'm uninterested in going into a card shop by myself and playing random strangers and children's card games because it's just, it's not fun to me. Like I understand being competitive and at one point in Yu-Gi-Oh! I was competitive, but no, I, I, I have to have friends. So that's why like with you guys, I love playing. Yes, Yu-Gi-Oh! he means you the viewer. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean my friends here in, in town. Like You're all included here in Chile. Exactly. When you guys got me into Yu-Gi-Oh, I was like, all right, I used to love this card game. Are, are Six Samurai still a thing? <laughs> and then it's, 20, it's 2018. You're just like, hey, bro, is, is, is my um mystic elf still playable right now? Right, right. Yo, but- <laughs> how many normal monsters do you run in your deck? Because I only run a 15 because, you know, Warsh Raider. And- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, my, my deck is 20 cards with uh, 10 copies of Dark Hole. <laughs> All my deck is is Dark Magician, the Egyptian Gods, and Blue Eyes. Because, I mean, what do you mean I can't normal summon this? That's what I was doing back when I was in kindergarten. What do you mean I can't? But but Kaiba summoned three of these in a turn. Yeah, bro. Like, what you mean I can only summon once? A- <laughs> right. That's well, a different thing. That's getting yeah. to, to, that, that, that should be a topic. That, that, that low-key, I'll stem to that later, though. Yeah. But, you know. We'll get it back. There, we'll get it back. We'll get it back. But I will say, overall, though, in my years of playing card games, Yu-Gi-Oh! is probably still one of my favorite. It, it just goes so wide. It's reaches so far. It's literally, Yu-Gi-Oh! is one of the big three for a reason. I mean, well, not big three. But Yu-Gi is Shonen Baby for a reason. He's one of the faces of Shonen for a reason. Yeah, it's just, it, I get such good vibes from the game, you know? Like, when I play Magic, I get dark vibes. I get, like anger i I get get, rage i i don't get angry when i play magic i just get like slowly more ticked off at the game that's like i have to play standard in bursts i have to play commander in bursts i don't think i can play standard like consistently ever bro exactly i I get annoyed by standard only because everything's at four the reason i like commander is because everything's at one so at least i know the one time you fuck me with that card that's the last time hopefully and you know with dragon ball super i'm just now getting into the card game thank you you're welcome what can i say putting people on since 2000 something (laughs) and it's incredibly fun it's just i it's another thing that i have to dedicate time to and get into and learn and there's just so many cards and so much information and you know i'm not a long-standing dragon ball fan either which i'm working on i'm working through the dragon ball anime as we speak dragon ball special dragon ball dragon ball dragon ball he ain't in z yet no no (laughs) i'm gonna watch the entire you know the entire anthology of like the Dragon Ball series from start to finish because that's what I do. So I feel, I feel, I feel. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so overall, Yu-Gi-Oh is my favorite card game, but it really depends on my friend group at the time. But now that we've talked about card games in which you like, what do you dislike about card games in co- the card game community? Just in general, elaborate. <laughs> Why are you telling me to elaborate? Why can't you just be like, yeah? I mean, done. Yeah, I mean, done. <laughs> All we're going to do, done. Just ask questions, response. That's going to end up in the, in the podcast. So if you see a minute long podcast, just know that's why. Yep. <laughs> You'd be like, so what's your favorite card game? Yu-Gi-Oh? All right, that's it. Wrap it up. Yep. Yep. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. We're over time. <laughs> I kind of have a, a, a list. <laughs> <laughs> I've prepared. I have prepared a list. I am so angry. Nah, it, it's mostly... I've been um, waiting for this opportunity to trash the fuck out of this game. <laughs> number one, availability of product. It, it hurts me so much. 
because unless it's like brand new product out for the card game, it is still hard to find. I can't walk into a Target or a Walmart and have the card game there. Like Dragon Ball Super. Especially not a lot of options for it. Yeah, because a lot of, especially here, your your, your, your card game for Dragon Ball is going to get bought. You know, I don't play Pokemon competitively and they always have Pokemon stuff in there. But from what I can see, it's old Pokemon stuff. It's not the newer stuff. And with Magic, though, somebody's already came in and bought all the stuff that you would have. All the new stuff are the stuff you're looking for because that, you know, quantifies like the good stuff or whatever from those games. Now, now moving into card shops and this is the one that pisses me off the most because you're a fucking card shop if i can't find specific cards that i'm looking for that are popular cards in your card shop i'm probably not going to buy cards from your card shop i agree with that in a sense i do feel as though if you are a card shop and you are peddling a specific product there should be no reason why you don't sell or buy singles I feel as though every card shop, if you're selling cards, your 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 mainstay should not be to be peddling or pushing product. It should be in getting cards and, and buying that market. And I'm not stealing your thunder from this. No, you're but, good. but but that's exactly what I dislike about the card game community is literally just the fact that all these card games at the base root of them originated as trading card games. They were right. supposed to signify that we're supposed to be like, you like this card? You want this card? I have this card. You want to trade for it? Not this card is 25 cent. Now your card you want is like $4. You're going to give me like $3 to compensate the difference. Then we'll make a trade. Everything is just in dollars now. And I know that's just how the card game market is because I mean, without that stuff, with no regulation, nothing would have value. There'd really be nothing going around. Stuff wouldn't be taken care of for specific reasons because it's not important or it doesn't cost more. But I do feel that when it comes, especially when it's your community, like when it's local, when it's within your friend group or when it's within the people you play with, I feel as though everybody should have, especially if they want to get into a game, should have basically like almost a free entry into it. Like when it came, like how you said with Yu-Gi-Oh!, I was willing to give you a Yu-Gi-Oh deck because I had so many cards. I'm willing to get people into card games. Just like with Dragon Ball, I'm willing to buy cards for people to get into it or willing to give stuff for people to get into it because I want more people to play with and I want to put more of my friends onto it. But it's kind of hard when your friends want to get into it. They look at the market and they're just like, man, bro, I saw this deck list for this deck I really want to play, but this card that they have to run at four of is like $50 a copy. Exactly. And the main problem that I have, Simming Way, again, is just play, being in the community, playing the card game actively, and still not being able to find the cards that you want. And I'm not even talking about popular cards. The main problem is that it's a pet peeve of mine. I've gone to seven different card shops between three different states and i still can't find seven copies of seven Dwarfs. i couldn't even find one copy of seven doors i run seven of them i hate tcg player gosh yeah because that's another thing that that card games funnel into as well yeah they they force you to buy from that market because even like i said like you said you can't find the product you're specifically looking for because either new product with the stuff you want and it gets bought out that, that that's just the problem with being a card game player yeah the new stuff you want gets bought out really quickly then people scalp it when it's good stuff and they'll make you charge and pay you pay for it. Then when it's stuff you can't find or that's hard to find, nobody ever has it because nobody wants to peddle that old product because that old product doesn't make money. And nor will you and nor will a person go out and chance to buy seven doors because i know you won't go out and buy no old magic packs to hope exactly seven doors. You know, I'm not gonna go and buy a ton of Eldraine just to pull seven copies of a common. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like how you can't expect somebody who wants to get into a card game first purchase to be from off of TCG player. Exactly. And like, like you can't expect people to, 
I, as a buyer, as a whole, I do not shop online for real. The only places I shop when I shop online are from three places. I shop from Amazon. I shop from um, TCG player and I've ordered shoes with a gift card from Zappos. But literally, I've only ever bought online stuff via Amazon or via TCG player. So telling people, people are always saying all the time, like, yeah, just go to Troll and Toad or go to eBay. I don't necessarily trust online buying. So, of course, when it comes to card games and me making these investments and, and getting these cards that are scalped up for whatever reason, I don't feel comfortable with sending $70, $100 to this dude who lives in Arkansas who may just send me a, a proxy of a fake card or may just send. And th but that's just always a risk when it comes to buying online. I know there's guaranteed markets and there's people that are good sellers and all this other stuff, but the good never outweighs the risk for me. Yeah. I fully understand that. And it's just, it, it's just a pet peeve of mine really. And it like, it really turns me off and like, I can't safely invest in a deck if I no, I can't get the cards either because I can understand playing with like one or maybe two proxies in a full deck. But if you're playing with like, even if that, yeah, even if that, but if you're playing with like 10 to 15 proxies, cause you can't find the cards, it means there's something wrong or can't afford it. I mean, if you can't afford it, that's like a community thing. Like, yeah. Cause the only reason you can't afford that piece of cardboard is because other people make that piece of cardboard more expensive. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> I digress. I digress. I digress. I, I, I talked about that. I talked about we that. We got it. We got it. We got it. Number two on my list. Cause I'm still angry. No, this is number two. The first one that I talked about and mentioned here was the availability of product in stores. The second one, lack of acceptance in businesses. I have been stopped playing a card game in a restaurant before. <laughs> That's what you're upset. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're not supposed to, it's not yeah. a card shop. No, no, so. no. I mean like legitimately, like when you, when you boil it down, lack of acceptance in businesses is like a huge thing because like, where, where are you going to go? Like, yeah, we have card shops and yeah, we have some open spaces, but it's just like, where are you going to go? Like, where can I play this game without having to be in my my own home? But you said that. Car shops. See, that's the only difference. Like, I understand where your point's coming from. It's like, you should be able to, you feel as though if it's not disrupting or not doing anything, what's the point of me not sitting at this restaurant and playing card games? Yeah. Granted, like you said, we get specific places to do that, to do that. Like, you wouldn't want anybody to go into um Waffle House and be like, yeah, let me cook my Angus beef burger right here in your booth. But like I said, you know, if that person came in and was just like, you know, sitting there is never really even an issue. It's just an issue when you're doing something you're not supposed to, especially when you have a designated space to do stuff like that in. But I do agree when I say that there isn't a lot of option for card game players to play. There's not a lot of options besides your personal place or a car shop. Right. Because it's like it's not like you can go sit outside and play a card game because your shit's gonna blow away. I was like, yeah, you can, and, and, but then you run that yeah. risk. And it's like, yeah, going to a restaurant's probably not the best option. But if it's like, oh yeah, two bro, two si McDonald's, bro. Yeah, like two siblings playing a card game though, and they get a little rowdy because it's a card game. You know, they're gonna get shut down. Yeah. You know, because you know all card games are competitive. But it's just like not having more places to play card games are what hurt communities, especially when it becomes like a bunch of bullcrap around the card games. I'll completely agree with that and that's why i said i agree with that statement because um when i was coming down here and you know coming from my high school not knowing anybody here and that's why i said you know that's why Yu-Gi-Oh was one of my things i came down here and was like one of my hobbies was card games where can i play card games but the only card shop i saw was omega and you know 
Omega Card Games, shout out. I guess not because really fuck them guys. But I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Omega Card Shop is like 10, 15 minutes away. And I didn't have a car coming in as a freshman. So, of course, you know, I was like, so where am I going to play it? But of course, you know, I had Davidson. But I didn't know Davidson was an option until that became. Yeah, it's like literally there was only one car shop. Well, card shop in the entire city of Columbus. And even now, there's still only two designated car shops. And it's literally Omega and CCG, Columbus Card Games. I will shout out those guys. Even though their business is everywhere, I, I will say that, that that is one of the best car shops I shop at. Now you just have to figure out what Columbus we're in. Ohio. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but um, now I don't remember. Um, Wait, I do. Uh, CCG is great. Omega is balls. Only third option is Moxie's. Moxie's is a board game shop. Board game shops don't play card games. They play board games. But um, yeah, there's just never anywhere I can go to say, hey, I want to sit down and play this game with friends. Where can we go? I do feel as though there needs to be more options for that. Like even your public library. What's your favorite dinosaur on three? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Last thing for me, because I know this rant's gone on a little long, but I also feel like in my final pet peeve about card games and communities is that they are casual to a fault. And we touched on this a little bit earlier. The reason I feel they are casual to a fault is because the card games are only as casual as the people that you're playing the card games with. Of course. Yes. Yes. So I dislike that though. I I do, but I don't like it. And it's, it really just, it changes your, your level of buy-in. Yeah. So, cause if you know, your friends are playing these super competitive decks and you want to come in with your structure deck, they will kick the shit out of you and they will feel no remorse. You should have bought better cards. Exactly. And that's what makes you pay more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I completely, I, I especially yeah. when it's like, it comes down to pettiness for me. And that's the part about it that I don't like. We'll go with this line of thinking. Two people that are friends buy decks separately. One deck just so happens to have a specific play that really screws the other person over. So what the other person does is that they buy the counter to that play. And then that person buys the counter to the counter. And then they like scrap those decks and then buy better decks. And then it keeps going. So you get to the point to where you're spending $2,000 on a deck just to beat the shit out of this one person. And that, and that's exactly what I was talking about when I, when I talk about Dragon Ball here where we're at now. It's like, you know, we started with, you know, going to get structure decks and it was just structure deck be structure deck. But then the more we play, we were like, huh, this guy has a leader himself. Let me build a deck around him. So that was like, oh, since he built a deck, well, actual official deck, let me build an actual official deck with my money. Then it's like, oh, this, see, the only reason for it with me though, is that with your example, that is a case of how it goes where one person's trying to outplay the other to outplay the other to outplay the other. But um, like I said here, it's just a thing where it becomes specific people in the card game cause the card game to change where it's at like you said so because this person wants to make his deck better in order for these people to compete we got to make our decks better yeah and because our decks get better (laughs) there's dude but it'll always be that cycle until literally we've dumped it in but that's just how it is with anything though but i do i do dislike that about card games only because it's such a it only happens because people love the card right right and it's just like it's kind of it uplifts the community it gets people interested in it because there's actually competition but then and this is where the peeve comes directly in the card game companies just make these garbage cards 
and they just keep pumping them out. And then, you know, as players were like, oh, that's disgusting. Let me have four. Oh, okay. You guys printed these. Let me have these. Okay. Let me have these. And now it's just like, all right, well, everyone sitting down at the table has three copies of infinite impermanence in their deck. Why am I playing this? Which is an actual feasible thing to do now, because if you did not know the most recent Yu-Gi-Oh structure deck, Cyber Impact with new Cyber Dark support comes with infinite impermanence guaranteed in the super rare slot. Exactly. <laughs> so if you haven't gotten your three infinite impermanences, you can get them today. Yeah. Exactly. Use our TCG affiliate link. We don't have one. Yeah, we don't fucking have one. Please sponsor us. Somebody. <laughs> I feel that. So, Smooth, what are your pet peeves about card games and their communities? Uh, Granted, and a lot of it is what I chimed in on for you because a lot of our displeasures with the card game is, 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 is similar because it's just naturally the card game with it. But um, if I had to pick a specific issue that was outside of what you, what you said, um, and I've talked about it, is I hate the, 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 the secondhand market of card games because I hate as expensive as cards get they're as expensive as you know we make them we drive these prices up but if I had to pick something completely different that I was digressing from I hate the idea of um tournament promos or championship cards spe- specific cards that get one printing and you can only get the printing from competing in specific events or specific places and that specific event in a specific place only leads to a certain number of cards like, I feel as though every card that a card game community should print should be able to be found. Might not necessarily be in that rarity. Of course, you know, you want to incentivize players from playing in these competitions. But there should be no reason why the only way I can get this card is if I play in a tournament. The only way I can get access to this card is if I play competitively. Because, you know, some card games only release cards. And I use Dragon Ball as an example because that's the one I'm playing right now. Or playing mostly. But... When tournament promos get released, the only way you can get those tournament promos is by participating and getting them out of the tournament promo packs. You can't casually buy tournament promo packs unless you buy them off the secondhand market or our card game shop, which means that whoever gets these tournament packs that are scalping them gets to charge whatever they want for them because they know nobody else can get it unless they get these packs. And then we have a point where, you know, one card is $100 or whatever or more because the guys that have them want to hold on to it. And the guys that, you know, want them can't get them because they can't get them unless they play competitively. And I feel as though no card game should force its community to play competitive in order to get cards, get cards affordably, get cards yeah. feasibly. Cause I mean, your, your wallet big enough, you can get into any card game. Cause it's always going to be money. As, as, um, Kaiba says, screw the rules. I have money. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Oh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just feel as though no card game community should uh, incentivize playing competitive, especially when the people that might want specific cards don't want to play competitively. So, yeah, I just feel as though no card game should ever incentivize doing that. They should make cards available for everyone. Uh, I guess stemming from that, though, my, my main question after. So what do you think of like the tournament prize cards that there's like only one of if you win the tournament that I, can't be played in standard? I am fine with those. And like I said, I do. I do understand the premise of it, but I feel as though a feasible fix is to you have your tournament promo. Right. But if you're releasing that tournament promo, release like a common, a super rare or release it in a core set. Don't just make it only accessible in TPs. That's where my issue comes in. Like so and I use Dragon Ball again as an example, there are tournament promos you can only get from playing in tournaments. There, You won't be able to find these tournament promos in just uh, a pack that you'll find at your target. It's not necessarily in that card list or in that card pool. 
and they never pull those TPs to that card pool. So so it's always a point where you can't get these specific cards unless you play in a tournament. I understand like winner cards, you know, like winner stamp cards, gold stamp cards, second place stamped, or a special card you only get for participating and making it into co top cuts, uh, special mats, special sleeve. I understand all that and all that's fine. It's just, I'm asking that if, uh, example using Dragon Ball, Super Saiyan 3, Gogeta, Thorn in the Dark Empire, $93 card because it's only a tournament promo. The only place you are getting that card is from a tournament promo. But then the time they re-release the card, guess what they re-release it as? Fucking promo. So you still don't have access to the card. The card still doesn't go down in price. So we're still just stuck where this car is 90 something dollars and nobody can get it because the only way you can get it is if you play in the tournament. Which is absolutely garbage. You are correct. There, I have no nothing against prizing. I have nothing against that. But I feel as though if you're going to make a specific card a prize, at least release it in the core set. So somebody can have access to it. I'm not saying you have to make it a common, but I mean like at least be able to where if I'm playing in a tournament around the same time this set comes out, I can go buy a set of this pack and still hope to get that card. One question that we should have done at the beginning, what card games are we currently playing? <laughs> uh, and I have stemmed on this, but I am currently playing Dragon Ball Super, the card game. Uh, and basically, the reason why I play it is because it's the card game that's around my uh, community. Did I ask? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I did ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the one that's played in my community. It's the one that's played by everybody around me recently or in my immediate circle. Uh, I love Dragon Ball as as the anime lover that I am. I won't call myself a weed because then people are going to be like, you're just like the other ones that wear the tails and go I data by yo all the time or yeah I'm not one of those but you I mean fucking baka cool points drop I know, <laughs> I know. your cool meter plummeted I only know that, it from playing yakuza that cool stock flop um but okay. it's the one that everybody plays around it's the one from an anime that I've watched so I get most of the references and the card game still relatively up and coming uh and this is me touching back. But the thing I don't like about this card game specifically is collectors. And I know that sounds stupid, but Dragon Ball collectors are at a different type of breed. Literally, they're the only people I know that will have no idea about this card game whatsoever. And their first thing they want to do is go buy a box, a, a sealed box of product. That's why they ain't never know Dragon Ball product around because all these collectors might not necessarily play the game, but they're like, it's Dragon Ball. There's Goku, There's Goku on this. I watch Goku buy box and then boom, no product. But like I said, I think collectors come in and that also stems to the secondary market as well as collecting because you always have to look at collecting when it comes to that stuff, the collecting side of the game. But um, collectors make Dragon Ball expensive when ex Dragon Ball isn't expensive for real to get into and learn. But I, I digress because I'm, I'm, I'm on my soapbox because I love I love Dragon Ball and I want this community to just get better, get bigger, get larger. But yeah, just I I am playing Dragon Ball. <laughs> what are you playing? The question was, what card games are you playing? Yeah, and I'm playing Dragon Ball. What are you playing? I'm playing with yourself. Besides that, yeah, yeah, I'm playing Dragon Ball, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic. Oh, it's just ones you play. 
I thought you said, what are you playing right now? I know I said, what are you playing right now? But we play all of these card games. Yeah, I was like, say, I didn't know it was what we play. I thought it was yeah. what we were playing. No, like what the, the, the purpose for the question was to just state the card games that we were basically going to cover. Which, like I said, we should have we should have talked about at the beginning because I feel like just jumping in and being like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic was kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty fun, though. I feel like we should take that time. What's your favorite? What card game are you playing right now? One card game. One card game. One. 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 one Uno. Don't think. Don't think. Uno. That's the card game you're going with. All right. He plays Uno right now. Um. Fuck. Sec- <laughs> second- I was just being Hispanic. <laughs> Anywho. Se- second card game we play. Commander. Commander's not a card magic. game. Bro. <laughs> I mean, it's a. It, it's the, the. It's magic specific. Okay. Yeah. You play magic. Yeah. Any story about that? Before I circle back and, and ask the question that we've already asked, but I'm gonna. I want to get my point on it now too because I didn't get my point on it when we were talking about card games we play now. Okay. What card games do you play? Magic, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball Super. We tried Pokemon the other day. It's tried. a terrible card game. It's nothing like Dragon Ball. Nothing like Yu-Gi-Oh. Nothing like Magic. <laughs> Dude, like Pokemon was cool. Like, I think it's a cool concept. It's just we've been out of the loop so long for Pokemon. We didn't have the nostalgia days where it took like 13, 14 turns to actually make competent plays because now the game is just so fast paced. It's it's been like this. I never from, knew. From what like. I've seen from my research, Pokemon's never been slow for real, for real. Hmm. I don't like it. It's just, that's the reason why I hate the card game is because it's not slow. Mm. And literally, I mean, as you saw, when I built a competent deck, I was able to funnel through about 40 cards out of my deck turn yeah. one because <laughs> item cards aren't once per turn and, and supporter oh, yeah. cards are. And so... When I go through my whole hand, bench up my Pokemon, Cynthia draws seven more, then I acrobike, acrobike, acrobike. All I'm doing is adding and drawing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see what I want to see eventually. I just wanted to play the three main starters, okay? That's all I wanted to do. That's the point you're past now. You're past the point where you can have fun. <laughs> you need to build something competent in order God to keep playing. No, nah, I mean, granted, because... Just because we all that play Pokemon together, uh, you, you can build whatever you want. But that's um, true. that's true. Anything else you play? Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, Dragon Ball? No, I I tried Vanguard like almost probably a year ago now. Uh, and it, it looked like a really fun card game. Like I really like the mechanics. I, I like the the extra zones that you can have and how your deck actually really interacted with itself. It, it was complex, but at the same time, it was kind of there's a beauty to it that I really enjoyed because people are taking these card game formats or these creators are taking these card game formats and just flipping them on their head doing and something. doing something completely brand new. And you know, like I've seen a lot of similarities in cards nowadays with how they're printing uh, like effects. And and everything making them a little bit more general like between vanguard and dragon ball i can see a little bit of the similarities and just how they're printed Yeah, a lot of cards are structured the same way because yeah. it's a format that everybody can realize like exactly. a lot of card games are going to have majority art uh you'll have specified cost of whatever which yeah, could be yeah. whatever you can have um your effect which is going to be the text towards the bottom of the card uh, you're going to have a description of the card, maybe, whether it be the name on the top, bottom, wherever it may be. And you're going to have, uh, yeah, just what yeah, it does. Yeah. It's But it's always exciting to see how these creators make these rectangular cardboards interact different to make a whole different community. That's what I always like. Yeah. It's it's just it's just fantastic to see. And, 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 and. Vanguard is great. Yeah. Not really. 
but it's great. I don't like it's too much going on in the cards. I don't like to read all that small text. That's what I Same. don't really play That's Vanguard. I, I own a Vanguard deck, but I will never go and do research on Vanguard products. Also, I hate how they retconned like most of their cards because if you ever talk with a Vanguard player, like the OG original like yeah, series of stuff <laughs> is just gone. Like you can't, yeah. you don't even touch that. You shit. can't play it no more. Yeah, they they, they they play a specific format for that. It's like it's like, like it's like Commander for Magic. But it's a different set to use that old stuff. It's not like magic where you can pull a card from 30 years ago and it'd be the most broken card in the entire series. What is it, Black Lotus or Lotus Petal? Lotus Petal is the legal one. Black Lotus is the illegal one, right? Yeah, Black Lotus. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, Black Lotus is the illegal one. Black Lotus, example, add here. Look, really? Picture. picture. Really? That's the example we're using? Picture. Black, Black Lotus. Lotus right now. I don't know what this is on. I don't know what platform this is. Think of black lotus. Think of a lotus, but it's black, and that's what the card is, and that's what it does. The so, but do you know why black lotus is broken? Uh, because it's zero cost mana rock. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. The exact reason. Yeah. All right. It's a zero All cost right. mana rock. All right. Okay. Okay. We'll move but, on. No, no, no. Why is black we'll lotus? Why? We'll move on. You know. You know. I'm dead. I mean, yeah. Like any zero cost mana rock is gonna be fucking broken. Uh, rocks, diamonds, or rocks. Yeah. Mostly the reason this one was broken is because if you manage to pull into it turn one, you have a zero cost for three, and then you have your soul ring, which is a one cost for two, and then you're netting mana constantly. And if you're playing like a colorless deck, there's a lot of broken combos you can do turn one to give yourself that advantage to where you're winning potentially on a turn two or turn three. But that's because they didn't future-proof that card. They They thought that card was okay back then, but now it's not good because everybody's going to go crazy with that shit. And there's newer cards that allow that shit to just go off now. Actually, all of the like all of the alpha cards for Magic were terrible, and Except a lot of the, the no, no, all of them terrible. Slivers, no. The problem with OG original Magic is that one, nobody understood how to play the game, and two. It was totally plausible for somebody to be playing a deck with seven ofs of certain cards. So imagine just somebody's like, all right, I'm going to play seven Black Lotuses because I own them. I'm just going to turn one like, all right, play my turn. But like I said, that's grinder. because those, car- those cards were fine when your biggest play with all that mana was maybe to play just a 5-5 a five, five beater. But it's a different thing now when we, you have all that mana and you just looped your deck to infinite mana and cast no, no, everything no. from deck. Original Magic still had tons of effects. That's what I'm saying. But you're the one who just said yeah. original Magic cards suck. I'm just like, nah, the original Magic cards were just not future-proof. No, That's no, no. why they're broken they then and broken now. because they're broken. That I was, was yeah, what I was they saying. They weren't future-proof. That's why that stuff yeah. is bad. It's because future-proofing is never a thing you think of in card games until you actually establish the card game. But yeah, that, that's what makes... I'm glad you brought up Magic too, though. Because um, you know the original arts of the Mox Rocks that were painted by that dude? Yeah. JPEG shit. They look like JPEG shit. He even comes out and says, is like, bruh, I think those cards that he hand-painted were the worst art he's ever done. But <laughs> they're the most expensive cards on the market. Makes no sense. Um, Stealing it now. I play... Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, Dragon Ball, Vanguard. I dabbled in Pokemon, and I've dabbled in Zweish Wars, and I've dabbled in Chrono Clash, and I've dabbled in Naruto. I've dipped my feet in just about everything because I just like card games. But, card um, games are super interesting. Finding a good one is hard, though. Finding friends and, and people that play it is the hard part. Because it's, it's one thing to have, and, and this is the thing I say when I want to build communities. It's, it's, it's all fun and dandy to play your friends, but playing your friends over and over does get stale 
you want to see because your friends aren't going to buy a new deck every week. Your friends aren't going to play new decks every time y'all sit down and play. So of course you're going to be playing the same thing over and over. Matches could go the same way depending on how your decks are built over and over. There's no real fun, no real spice. That's why you want to play more and multiple. So, the, and that's the thing I love about Dragon Ball, which didn't become a problem until recently. But yeah, just having everybody play something different is is. You is, mean that everyone built SS4s? Yeah, everybody has SS4 Bardock now. I have it. Uh, I know about four or five other people that are playing it. You play it. <laughs> well, okay. But that was because that Return was to monkey. Return sex mode. Return to monkey. <laughs> Maybe next time, transform into somebody who can get some bitches, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, oof, I need a sense of me, head ass. But um, <laughs> okay. Granted, yeah, I like the variety of that community because having more people to play with and more people that play incentivizes more people to play something different. If that makes sense, because everybody playing the same thing gets stale and boring, and everybody should play something different. I feel like. As much as you might love a deck, I, well, I, that, that that's incorrect. I, I lie when I say that. But um, everybody, play what you want, of course. Play whatever you love, build whatever you want, however. But I feel as though no two people should be having the same archetype. Like, if you're looking to build something new, don't build something you know somebody else is probably going to build. My best friend plays Golden Vegeta, so I will also build Golden Vegeta. Or just like, if I was like, and it's funny because this is exactly what didn't happen. But when SS4 Bardock got revealed, I was like, yeah, I love Bardock. I love SS4s. This is going to be my leader. And then I heard somebody else was like, oh, man, I love this card game. It's a rainbow leader. I want to play it now, too. So they played the deck. And then I know someone else who's just like, but yeah, I love SS4s. Now I built the deck. And then, you know, I have other people that's just like, yeah, this is cool art. I like the deck. Yes, and then they go, this is the most technical deck with a ton of options. This is really good. This is competitive. I'm going to build this to beat somebody's ass. And they're like, all right, especially, well. Especially when it's good. Yeah, especially when it, what you want is good, too. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like I, I feel as though everybody should play something different because having that variety is good. But, of course, you know, play what you want to play, build what you want to build. At least throw, if you're going to build the same thing, at least throw some spice up in it. That's all I got to say. Hashtag my commemorative photo and my SS4s. <laughs> Hashtag my foil commemorative photo and my it's not in there SS4s. Yet. It's not in there yet. Not yet. Yeah, not. It's getting yet. there. But it's not there. It's getting there. Nope. Right now it's my spice. You're copying my drip. <laughs> I know. I know. But, you know, and, and what I will say to kind of tangent off that just a little bit. If you are in a community, and this is a PSA, if you are in a community of people and something like this happens again in the future, talk with them. Yeah, everyone... Like, if, especially if everyone likes that, like the SS4s for me are like, that's the only thing I ever knew about Dragon Ball. Yeah, everyone has the reason, the reason for it. Right. Everyone has the reason for it, but, but at the same time. The, the thing that, the way that cookie's grown. But I also yeah. think that's only going to be the, the problem with this deck. Let me finish my PSA. The final to the PSA was don't just build that deck. Build at least one more or have another player option. Because if everyone's playing the same thing, it gets boring, like you said. And that's why it's just like you have to have the understanding. So it's like build Golden Frieza. But also, if you want the SS4 deck, just build the SS4 deck because it allows for them to go wide as well. So you have multiple decks. I only have the one. Yeah. And I don't and expect that, you to mirror exactly, match yeah, me yeah, every so single time. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why you'll never see me sit down and, and slap the same leader across from me. I might do it once just, you know, to 
to have the fun of the mirror match. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I'll never, I'll never sit down and slap the same deck twice. I barely even play best of threes because when we play casually, we never really play best of threes anymore. We kind of just play games and they go as they go. But I mean, as as a segue from this, uh, you you brought this up, and I'm sure we kind of touched on it a little bit. But what's your uh, favorite deck? That was my question. <laughs> ah, you had the last one. I get this one. What is your favorite deck, Destro? It's Dex. No, you get one now. Yeah, now you got to think through all your card games and pick one. You don't get choice anymore. <laughs> now, what are your favorite decks? It's Cyberfur Golos Mutate. That's my one deck. No contact. <laughs> <laughs> Cyber Golos. <laughs> Cyber, Cyber for Golos Mute. <laughs> yeah, nah, but, but in all seriousness... Favorite decks. I'll just do a quick one down, real quick. Uh, uh, most there, there's two for each of these card games, except for the last one, obviously. First up, Yu-Gi-Oh! Cyber Dragons. This is the deck you built for me. It's the deck that you gave to me to get me in, which brought up a ton of nostalgia, and it really kicked off our friendship. And I'm super appreciative of it. Like, dude, I love Cyber Dragons, but I love Cyber Dragons not because of the anime or Zane, but because of you. And I appreciate it. All, all, all love. I appreciate my shout out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All of Next up, for hires. That was the. I remember that phase. Yeah, yeah you and for hires. Yeah, dude, it was just it was a cool archetype. Like when once I first saw it, I was like, oh, I love this. Like the art was cool. The effects were all cool. It was a monster. Like I hate using a bunch of spells and traps because like I hate you having to use that zone on the field. But I was just like, oh, like the interactions and the fact that it was just all material, like an all material deck. I was just like yeah and i was i was all for it it was like you know necessarily speaking i didn't like build the deck because the deck is self-explanatory with all of your like you run three of everything except for the boss monsters which you run one or two of um and then you have your link monster but still fantastic deck loved it uh next up for magic uh golos dwarves you mean the band one no yeah (laughs) Yeah, banned Golos five color dwarf because I wanted a dwarf tribal commander deck and there was no good dwarf commander that had more than two colors because, you know, I don't want to just play white red i want to play all Everything. of the colors yeah, you play because all. you know because i wanted to play you white red, limit black. yourself to just two colors when you could play them all exactly alt art mutate this is going to be homework alt art. alt art mutate mutates cool but all of the mutate cards have alt arts some of them have Godzilla alt art. It looks fantastic, but even without the Godzilla alt art cards, like all the alt arts look so, so good. Um, and really it's like I was building that deck on um, Magic the Gathering Arena before they rotated out of standard. And I had uh, not necessarily a mostly alt art deck, but the alt arts I actually liked. So like Pouncing Shore Shark, beautiful alt art. <laughs> uh, so you're saying more that it's your favorite deck because yeah. the art's pretty more. The than... art's super. Well, it's also incredibly broken. I mean, yeah, but, I'm yeah. Saying, like, as in, but the real reason. I'm surprised you didn't. Um, is that all your magic decks? When you talk. Oh about yeah, that those are my two magic decks, and then. Dang, I'm pretty. I'm surprised you didn't talk about um the D and D set. None, none. Do none of those does does any. My so here here's the thing with uh, with D and D. 
I've been playing around with it so much, trying to make it work, trying to pull the best cards out. And I think I did a pretty good job. Like my five color T-Mat deck is a strong deck that makes me feel like a dungeon master to where I'm actually pushing you guys through a ring. But in terms of like power level versus everything else, and it's like a little lackluster in terms of it working well together. It's a little lackluster. It, yes, we can have, you know, venture. And yes, we can have effects that affect all of our cards, but it's really like three cards in there that are actually worth using and it's commander. So you only get them three times and if they get banished, well, now there are three cards that are banished. The D&D set is way better in standard because you can use four ofs and you actually make them work better together with more of them. So that's why those were excluded off the list, just because they like, it's such a cool set. It's such a good set, but I, I needed more. It's okay. I understand. I mean, I, I'm only saying it because I know your relation to the D and D granted, they don't know it, but you know, that's why I say it's a prize. Yeah. I, I need more. That's the, that's the, that's the main thing there because the, the only reason that Tiamat deck works is because I breached from the actual D&D set into the D&D Commander set, which adds, added another list of cards and also reprints of other cards. So that's why that deck is competitive because there's... Playable. Competitive. It can compete. <laughs> it can compete. It's playable. It, it is a legal deck, yes. <laughs> it is a legal deck within the confines. And lastly, SS4 Bardock for Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> elaborate why is that one <laughs> it's the only one that i've actually built i.e paid money for and had somebody else build for me thank you again thank you're you. welcome thank you <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome but also because like i said earlier i have that relationship with dragon ball Twitter. that's the only thing that i know and it was like seeing that as a little kid coming on the tv in the morning where he goes from Super Saiyan 1 as a, you know, kid Goku, then Super Saiyan 2, and then hitting Super Saiyan 3, and then hitting SS4 Return to the Monkey. The real man. The real man. <laughs> I was just like, ah! You know, I could really understand why all these kids were screaming trying to hit Super Saiyan 1 at recess. Yeah, once you hit there, it's, it's nothing but easy. But what's your favorite dex move? Um, so... I guess I only have two for Yu-Gi-Oh, I think, I think. Um, but my favorite deck, of course, in Yu-Gi-Oh, as you stated, is Cyber Dragons. Because, you know, that was the deck for me. That was when I was getting into Yu-Gi-Oh, like, the, the, the second time when I was actually playing it. Like, when I was literally making decks was around GX, and GX era was when I really liked uh, Cyber Dragons. Because I didn't want to be a fanboy. Because I liked heroes. I loved elemental heroes. But everybody loves elemental heroes because they're fucking superheroes. So I didn't want to be that guy. So I was like, you know what? I'll be Edgelord. Who, who's Jaden's protagonist? Oh, yeah, Zane. I like cyber dragons. And then the deck just happened to be good. And, and, it, play, and it plays around the parameters in which I like of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, as a card game player, if you all don't know, when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm very oonga boonga beat the shit out you. <laughs> For magic, that means green um so yeah my my premise is we get really big we hit for game and guess what cyber dragons did 
get really big and they hit for game. So that was the thing that just kind of drew me there. Cause I, I, I won't say I don't like interactivity, but it always makes me feel cool when I just make this overpowered, really big guy. You can't do shit except get hit. For Dragon Ball Super, that means max power Kamehameha wave. <laughs> it's greater than my current energy, so you will warp it. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's the reason why that that's one of my favorite decks. And then my second one, and this is more recent because you know it's me actually developing a love for the card game. This is the reason why I love it. Um, I love Fluffles. Uh, you might not know about Fluffles, or I'll say this for the viewers at home. But uh, I believe it's Yu-Gi-Oh. It's the one with pendulums, and 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 I think it's Arc Five. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Arc Five with Yuya Sakaki. Uh, <laughs> I remember his name. See, I just had to remember the show it is. But um, main not main. Uh, important character, important friend, main character, whatever you call him, named Sora. Uh, he plays Fluffles and the Fluffle archetype or Fright Furs, as some might know it as, but, um, basically he, or Edgems, because technically all three are encompassed in that, but the archetype itself is called Fright Furs, but I mean, cause that's the name of the fusion monsters they make. But basically you have your super cute, fluffy stuffed animals, like your teddy bears, your dogs with wings or whatever. They're really cute. And it's a fusion based deck. And that's one of my favorite mechanics in the game of Yu-Gi-Oh! is fusion. Cause the purple cards, purple school, but, um, so yeah, you got these super cuddly stuffed animals. And then you have these razor blades, scissors, and, and and swords. And they fuse together and they make chimera stuffed animal blade hybrids. Like you have a stuffed lion made of buzz saws. Or a bear that has a pair of shears as a stomach. Or you get a, a tiger that has claws and drills. And it was just really cool to me. And, and, and of course, it's also an aggro deck it's very beat down heavy it's it, as in the Yu-Gi-Oh card game community might know it as is um wolf otk because what fright for wolf basically says is um however many fusion materials you use to summon it it gets to attack that many times and fright First is very good at clearing a board or you know just going second and you don't make a board we make fright for wolf 2500 attack and it can swing 10 times that's enough for 8000 damage right there and that was another thing that drew it to me. And also, Sora's one of my favorite characters in Yu-Gi-Oh! Which is funny, because as we had our card game podcast, you know how I said I wanted to be a card game character. It would have to be my favorite. My favorite is Sora. Because um, in the anime, aside, he plays one of my favorite decks. But in the anime, you know, he's also like this demented fucking kid. Like, normally, he's like the sweet kid. He's literally an encompass of what his archetype is. Yeah. He's a sweet kid eating lollipops and like, oh, yeah, I want to learn how to do duel. I love dueling. Dueling's fun. And then when this man makes fusion monsters that fuse with those scissors, he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to demolish the mess out of you. And he gets this crazy, crazed look in his eye. And he's just like, yeah, we fusion summon. We're going to kill. Da, 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 da. And that, that was just always like, that's cool. That's just cool looking. So since you made uh, me honorable mention d and I'm going to make you honorable mention your second favorite, Deskbots. Oh, bro. See, Despots is 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 the reason why that it's not a favorite. It didn't get much showtime in the anime, but it is one of my favorite decks to play. It was one when I was getting back when I came to college is where I found out about Despots, and that's where my love for Despots came from. Cause I was after taking a hiatus from actually playing the game outside of like 
sad moment, but I'd shuffle my decks and play myself in imaginary hands, as I'm sure every kid's done, because you know, when you have a card game, you don't play with anybody, you play by yourself. But um, when I was playing and I wanted to get back into it, I was like, I don't think my 40-year-old Nordic Beast deck is going to do anything against these collegiate students. What archetype can I find that is beat down or gets really big that I can do? And that's when I found Despots, man. And, and you know, they they were machines as well. Because, you know, like I said, I already had Cyber Dragons. But you had Cyber Dragons. And I wanted to play something different as well. And I had already known about Despots. So I was just like, yeah, Despots is my thing. Doing machine duplication into two Despot 001s to get those two extra searches to then set your pendulum scale with Despot 005 and then Despot 008. Then you Secro summon into Despot Jet. Use Despot Jet's effect to pop Despot 005 in order to then get a spell and trap. No, I'm just joking. But you could have just played Sky Strikers. You could have bought the three structure decks and played that uh, the the fire one. Engage is banned. No, no, <laughs> nah, it's at one now. But um, yeah. So, Fright First, Cyber Dragons, two favorite decks in Yu Gi Oh. Uh, Pokemon don't have a favorite deck, but my favorite Pokemon is Deoxys. So I love building decks around Deoxys. Mine's Lucario. He was my main in Smash. He's my favorite Pokemon overall. But in this card game, it's Deoxys because you know he has all those forms. He was transforming. That was cool for me. Speed form, strength form, whatever. Yeah. Um, Magic the Gathering. If I had to pick a favorite deck from Magic the Gathering, I love my Ninjutsu Commander deck because, you know, I like ninjas and Databayo, believe it, all that shit. So having... <laughs> Your cool points? <laughs> Down. <laughs> so having ninjas and Magic was like, cool. And I like ninjas because, you know, they're ninjas. And they, yeah. Uh, and then... If I'm going into Vanguard, I I play uh, heroes. I Nova Grapplers. Um, I play those, and that's my only deck. So of course that's going to be my favorite. Nova Grapplers, humans, those those guys. Um, when it comes to the Dragon Ball Super card game, favorite deck of all time have to probably be Shinron, structure deck Shinron. Um, I love my SS4s. I love Bardock. Bardock's favorite character in the anime. I love Hercule, second favorite character in the anime. Um, but my fascination with Dragon Ball doesn't really necessarily even come from characters. I love Shinron. Shinron was always the cool dragon. Uh, you get the balls together. He answers any wish. Um, he had different forms like the red Shinron, the buff ass two arm Purunga, the, um, super dragon balls, all of them. State your wish. Don't waste my time. Um, I want the most comfortable underwear in the world. Granted. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the concept of getting those really cool dragon balls with the stars in them, they look cool. Then they made this big-ass fucking dragon. And as a kid, of course, you know, dragon, it's cool. And then, and then dragon's supposed to be most powerful being. It's the whole reason why they're all they're looking for is this dragon's balls, this whole anime. <laughs> so. Do you have the dragon balls? Exactly. Man, these dragon balls sure are heavy. Man, you'd think the dragon balls would be bigger. Listen to this with your eyes closed. Let that take you on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You, you put your own little fan fiction up in there. You, you, now you got Destro on recording. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. How big those balls are, and he wished they were bigger. Wow, Boma. I uh, I didn't know you liked me that much. Oh, shut it, Oolong. Those are just my dragon balls. 
Exactly. <laughs> and that's a good thing that you're watching OG Dragon Ball that you can make. Because that's when they reference the Dragon Balls the most is in there. Because once you get out of Dragon Ball Z, really, I think they care about the Dragon Balls through, like, the first few seasons of, of Dragon Ball. I know once... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Once Cell, I think, gets there is when they stop really giving a shit about Dragon Balls. They use them, but, I mean, like, it's more like... Oh yeah, we just off screen found all seven. That 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 that's that, that that's how it goes. Bulma, where have you been? Oh, you know, I've got six of the seven dress. You have what? <laughs> yeah, that's li- that's literally how they go. It's like one episode, you're like, oh my god, Boo just murdered everybody on the planet off screen. You know that Dende collected all seven Dragon Balls to wish all the humans back. Like, okay, I thought it was supposed to be a commodity to find these things. But yeah, they just find them casually. Uh, but back to it, Shinron, favorite deck, dragon, big guy, really cool, shiny cards. That's why I love it in Dragon Ball. Those are my favorite decks. All of that's going to get edited out. Fuck you. Next up. So we, we've touched on a lot, you know, just the card games that we like. We've talked about the decks that we like, but let's get into the gameplay just a little bit. Uh, what's your most memorable moment in card games? Most memorable? Why? Why was that the segue? That build up, I thought you were gonna do something completely different. But um, what did you say? What was the question? <laughs> what is your most memorable moment in card games? Fuck, and this is the one that I talked about. I said I never had any memorable moments. Um, if I had to signify a single moment in 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 my life as a card game player that I think defines perfectly what I am as a card game player. Uh, Davidson, Yu-Gi-Oh! Tournament. Uh, I went up against James. First round? Kicking the shit out of me. Down to like a thousand life points. Had exactly like three monsters left on, on the field. At the time, I had playing Cyber Dragons. Uh, at the time, I only had one. One Ring Dragon of Raw Sphere Mode. And for those of you who don't know that card's effect and that card's text, basically... Uh, you tribute your opponent's monsters or summon at minimum requirement three, and they get a useless ball, and you get back the ball and Wing Dragon Brawl later. But um, like I said, getting this shit kicked out of me, getting my teeth kicked in, didn't really care. You know, I was having fun. But uh, establish his board, drew for turn, sphere mode, only one in there, and I just pulled. And the thing that made it even more more lucky was that I pulled it that day to put in the deck because I was like. Why would I play Sphere Mode? But somebody was like, bro, Sphere Mode's a good card. It's a removal of three monsters on your opponent's side of the field. You know, I had no idea what a fucking Kaiju was, and I wasn't running Lava Golem, so I was like, yeah, we'll just take it in there for the tournament. Get my shit kicked in, drew it, wiped his board, made, uh, which one is it? Chimera Tech Rampage Dragon. Blew up Spell and Traps. 21, 21, 21, 21. Game. And, and, and it makes it even more funny because he stopped playing the game for a minute after after that game because this casual guy came into this tournament that he really wanted to top in and kick the shit out of him. Well, not kick the shit out of him. Um, but, but one <laughs> set them to losers. On that fucking Yugi Moto shit. Yeah, I was just like, bro, there's only one card in my deck that can save me. Huh, card in the deck that can save me. <laughs> uh, and the only other time that I feel like that instance has probably came up was it was I think were you even there? I was playing my Utopia deck in Davidson and um I believe it was me and a couple of other friends we were sitting down, I was playing a game and I was just like 
Shining Draw, and I drew Shining Draw for turn. Yeah. Reveal Shining Draw, <laughs> use Shining Draw. That That's probably the only other. I feel as though that that perfectly encompasses me as a card game player is my my luck. That's what makes me the good card game player is my luck. So the most memorable moment would be when my luck flexes. <laughs> What about you? What's your most memorable moment? Most memorable moment, um, and you know, it's gonna it's gonna sound sappy as like they're necessarily they're all memorable moments for me. You know, I hope in you know the next twenty or thirty years when I look back at my time in college, I really hunker down and have these memories because it's just like it's been such a great fucking time. Metas change, games change, but the friendships always pierce through. That was very anime of you, bro. <laughs> Friendship's <laughs> always the real Friendship is the real one piece. Yeah. I'm gonna hate that ending. <laughs> Anywho, um and this I saved this one for last because I wanted to end this podcast in anger. <laughs> Woke up, chose violence, we're gonna end it with violence. Yeah, no, I, I chose violence this morning waking up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start the next day with violence. I woke up. I'm gonna worst everybody else's problem. Worst mechanic. Link summoning ever sucked. Link summoning sucked. Link summoning sucked. Link summoning Dash sucked. Link, Link summoning fucking sucked. What was the worst mechanic ever invented? Dash enforced. <laughs> um. So if you hadn't already guessed it, but I hate it. <laughs> I hated Link summoning as a whole mechanic. I hated the the implementation of you get one extra monster zone when we just went from spamming five straight, you get one. And if you don't have arrows, you can't get others. So that literally cooked every old deck because you have to include a generic link if you want to get link. But then you had to overcommit for your combo to make the link. But you can only make the link that has a down arrow or diagonal arrows, which, you know, of course, shot up the price of the down arrow, diagonal arrow link monsters. So it was expensive to do. There weren't a lot of them. They were scalped and it already fucked the previous formats. It literally made it to where like any other deck that was decently viable that can put two or so synchros, fusions, exceeds on board that um could genuinely put up a fight just got cut. Cause now you're just like, you either make one really good boss monster or you have to make um a link and go around all these extra hoops to make this useless link. That's basically just a beater with good arrows to um play your deck the way it was originally. And of course, now it's not a problem anymore because we we we've gone to master rule whatever revision where you can play link monsters only go in the link uh monster zone and then you can have you can special summon your uh extra deck monsters in any zone but as as playing that game playing Yu-Gi-Oh at that time I genuinely hated the mechanic of link summoning cuz it it made the game overly complicated and slow and granted, that's what the card game needed, but they they didn't need to slow it down like that. They did they didn't need to make kill every other product that they just released to make the game slower. Oh, I I fully agree. Uh, what about you? What's your hated mechanic? So, and this is gonna sound super fucking silly, and it, it's uh, I hate that you have to draw seven cards and mulligan the full hand. Why can't you select a mulligan and Magic the Gathering? No, <laughs> no, it, it, it's legitimately for me. And this is only on Yu-Gi-Oh. This is Yu-Gi-Oh's fault. Yeah, my Yu-Gi-Oh opinion. sucks. We well, fucking hate it here. <laughs> and well, after the new release of the the newest Magic set, Midnight Hunt, this is both of you doing this to me constantly, and it's really just stall. 
It's just stall. And it's it's not just the fact that there's stall in the game. Because I can understand like stalling out your opponent. But it's stall and burn. I hate tick damage so fucking much. So if you can stall my entire field and stall my plays or prevent me from playing the game. And you're over there like, I'm going to play this card. And you're not going to take your next turn. But then I'm going to play this card. And you know, one it's a one-sided match where you know you're either going to lose or you're going to be the toy and they're going to be constantly chewing on you the entire time like it's a dog. Be, it's not it's never it's gonna not be a, it's, it's never gonna be they win there. It's gonna be they win slowly. Exactly. It, it's not fun. Like I've legitimately played games of standard lasting three and a half hours where somebody's just like, All right, play land, destroy monster, clear field, play land, destroy monster, clear field, negate it. I, I can't stand it. it. Just That's why I can only play standard and burst. And that's why I can't play certain types of magic decks. Like I would prefer win by commander damage. I would prefer poison counter win. than I, I paid for this deck. I paid money for this and deck I and I can't play a single goddamn card. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I do hate stall in card games as well. I do feel as though it is a very stupid mechanic. I, I mean, granted you, you play how you want to play or whatever, but I do hate that. And, and it's funny because when you brought that up, that, that made me remember something else I hate. It's probably not my most hated thing, but I, and it's going to sound stupid, but I hate interactivity. If that makes sense. Um, my issue with Yu-Gi-Oh! and the reason why Yu-Gi-Oh! is at such a fast pace now and the reason why I haven't really picked up the game recently is just because of the amount of interactivity. Um, when you draw for turn, you have to ask before you do anything for responses. Uh, attempt to activate effect of monster in hand. Do you have a response? Uh, summon monster. Do you have a response? Uh, go to main phase two or go to battle phase. Do you have a response? Uh, summon this monster. It has an effect. Do you have a response? Like, I hate the ability for people, for me to build a deck. Like, as you say, pay money for a deck, build a win con, and then somebody else can just have the answer to your win con or the stop to your play. Because then you never reach what you paid for that deck for in the beginning. And the problem we're having isn't, like, planned stops. It's the one card stops. Like, effect veiler. Or like all all of the, the Yu-Gi-Oh the, the, hand the, 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 the trips, yeah, the turn stoppers, the like turn stuff that when it oh back when God. it comes out, it ends your turn. Like when Ash Blossom first came out, if you did something to search and you got Ash, that ended your turn. It didn't matter if it was once per turn or um. Now more recent or more recent, uh, you, and this is funny because I genuinely hate this deck in Yu-Gi-Oh and. Everybody I know usually knows that my displeasure for this deck. Most people in the Yu-Gi-Oh community hate True Draco. I'm okay with True Draco. True Draco's okay. It's fine. It's, it's, I won't say it's the best deck, but it's fine. I, I can't. But I fucking hate Altergeist with a passion because all they did was, it's literally like what you say. They set five traps. They activate a spell card that says you can't activate spell cards unless you control a spellcaster. They'll normal summon their spellcaster set five back row and say deal with it so now you can't activate spells when you normal your monster they'll have a response with their trap cards when you uh, activate an effect their monsters will have effects in correspondence or their traps will have effects in correspondence i hated that everything that you could possibly do they have a response for and that's what i hate in card games is when it doesn't matter what play i make if somebody has an. i'm not saying don't have an answer for my out you know when i make my boss monster i of course want there to be Somebody who there there has to be a way to get rid of it or else it's broken. 
but I feel as though that that interactivity should be done on that person's turn. I feel like you should not really be interacting on my turn. You know, granted there needs to be some of that in there so that way you can have balance and so that way stuff doesn't become out of control, but I do just hate the amount of interactivity. There's literally a response for everything in Yu-Gi-Oh. And it's needless to say that yes, but also if it's a deck gimmick, that's the deck you sat across and that's the one you have to play. But for the fact that it's technic like teched into every single deck. Yeah, it's not a dex gimmick. And also guys, that is the dex gimmick, but right. that's the thing is because it's the dex gimmick plus they get to use generic shit exactly. that just interrupts. Exactly. Like for me, the two decks that I that you know like I should have to me. play a generic out to this deck. Exactly. In order to, in order to do it. <laughs> the the decks that I am fine with and I think that are cool that run across those same effects that are kind of like you're playing chess instead of playing Yu-Gi-Oh is like sub terrors. And then that's fine. That's, that's fine. That, that's that's control. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I have no problem with control at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the, uh, the other flip deck, um, crawlers. No, 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 not crawlers. It's the, uh, ghost trick. Ghost tricks. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't remember. I knew they were like spooky boys, but you know, ghost tricks, my man, ghost tricks. He used to be one of my favorites too. Yeah. You know, the reason why they were one of my favorites is because one of their seeds monster says if it gets 10 materials, you win the game. I didn't want interactivity, so I found that win con. Yeah. Just like Destiny Board or all the other. So games, since we've gotten this hyped about worst mechanics, this is the final question. And then we have to leave you. You, the viewer, he's not leaving me. I get him after this. Angriest moment in a card game. I've, 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 described, I've described to you what I hate. I'm not usually an angry person. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, I'm not usually an angry person overall. But whenever I play Altergeist, I hate it. I physically hate it. Like, if I see somebody go marionette effect, I want to scoop. Nine times out of ten, I will scoop. I never try to sit across anybody that plays Altergeist because I know I'm going to have to have this removal. I have to have this out to beat this deck. And if I don't, I lose. Especially, especially, especially now. Red Reboot's at one. <laughs> red Red Reboot's at one. Harpy's Feather Duster is at one. Why are my outs to these kind of decks only at one? Called by the Grave is at one. Why is all this shit at one? But they get three Multi-Faker? They get three Protocol? They can stall me for 29 turns? Negate all my effects? Respond at all? They get three of all that? But I want to play one red reboot, and that's my problem. I want to play more than one. That that's where the issue comes in. That's what Konami needs to fix. His hands are literally shaking. I just want that to be known. And that's probably the loudest you'll ever hear my audio ever. But I literally fucking despise Alter Guys with so much passion. That's because awesome. when I was getting back into replaying and actually buying cards, that's what was in the meta, and that's all everybody played. I played in like Zodiac was tier zero. That's fine. That's cool. That's combo deck. That's cool. Whatever. But I hate it when the meta is literally just we set five. You out it or you don't. You you got your feather duster because if you don't, we're winning from here on out. No no no, we're doing no no no. Drawing and setting. <laughs> At the time that you would have played feather duster would have been banned. Oh, you'd yeah, only feather duster was banned when I was playing. Yeah. You I had the I had the main deck three <laughs> MSTs three twin twisters three red reboots exactly to deal with it exactly. For me, and you get rid of my combo so I can stop you from setting 12 and passing. <laughs> See, mine's gonna be less dramatic completely. 
because my problem I got I fully got into Yu-Gi-Oh. I was getting competitive at it and then I was dealing with Sky Strikers. Everyone loved Sky Strikers. I was like, "Oh, because you know, you play one creature and then you have your entire deck of utility around it. Control. Control. Straight control. control. But then then they released Mystic Mine. Yeah, that's where a lot of people are gave up at. Yeah. Yeah. Mystic Mine was just Mystic yeah. Mine. It's still degenerate, but yeah. I mean people don't really play it as much anymore. But yeah. I loved it. <laughs> it's degenerate. I, I love yeah. Mystic Mine. See, it's I didn't did what Alter Guys did, but on one card. Yeah. Mystic Mine, Sky Striker. If they play, if you went turn two, Mystic Mine in hand playing Sky Striker, you basically won the game. Because as long as you don't gonna, remove yeah, they're creatures, gonna put, yeah, like they're going to put more than one creature on board their first turn nine times out of ten. And right. all you play is one creature with Mystic Mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're that, fine. It's the ultimate stall card. It's the worst thing that I hate because it's the ultimate stall. And that is why at least it's it, only the ultimate stall in that deck. Other decks can't utilize Mystic Mind as well as Sky Striker can, though. Not as well as Sky Striker, but it brings me to the deck that I built and dropped within a week. I paid money Mystic for it. Mystic Mine Burn Ex- oh, Mystic Mine Burn for Exodia. <laughs> Fucking it, it cannon. Five pieces of Exodia. Two uh fi- like ah uh, what it's the the looting cards. Uh Reckless Greed. Reckless Greed. I was about to call it Faithless Looting. Somebody crucify me. Um there is there is looting cards there. There's like cards of sanctity or card or you know, card of sanctity is the, yeah. the card that looks like you just, looting. You just draw. You just keep drawing until you hit Exodia. Yep. And play, they can't do anything. You play upstart, you play one day please, you pay into the void, you yep. play card of demise, you play uh, I let him run the deck list because I'm not gonna remember any of this shit. Out of extravagance, uh you never play desires because desires is bad in Exodia, but um isn't, play, Yeah, isn't part desires of Desires is the one banished ten off the top. Yeah. Uh, you play extravagance. You play now prosperity. I'm not prosperity. What is the new one? But you see what I mean. It's the it's yeah. it's you, those you types of mechanics that so piss me off. Cards till you get to Exodia, but you know because you're not playing any creatures. When when your opponent normal summons one card and you go Mystic Mind turn two pass. Yeah, they're done. See, but my main problem though, my main problem that's the angriest moment wasn't that they released the card. It's that they released it. I built the deck in a week. I played it, and I would have to say seven out of the nine games that I played with the deck before I sold it, the final piece of Exodia was always at the bottom of the deck. It was always at the bottom. That's why you play Mind Burn, not Mind Exodia. You play Mind the Burn, exactly. not Mind Exodia. <laughs> yeah, you have to play Burn for Exodia. When we played, we were playing, what, what was it? Dueling, it was some Yu-Gi-Oh! online platform. And we did a Mystic Mind Exodia <laughs> Mirror Match. Yeah. And, and I was like, I got five cards left in. That was another one of my enemies. Yeah. I was like, I got five cards left in deck, but I got four pieces of Exodia in hand. All right. You better kill me here, Sean. You had two cards in deck. Too. I did. You drew for turn. And it wasn't it. And you passed. And I drew with eight cards left. And I was like, yeah, I got all five pieces, bro. Come on. Yeah. You, you just, I just, uh, <laughs> it was just so, yeah. It just makes me anger. Uh, just makes me anger. So I wanted to say thank you all for coming out and listening. We did make a bunch of audio upgrades for this cast. I really hope did you, you notice. Can- did you notice wearing your ear holes better? Yeah, I really hope you guys can notice the difference. I spent a lot of time thinking this through and trying to get it set up. And money. I want you guys to to really reach out to us. We're posting on YouTube. Uh, Chill Air by Destro and Smooth. 
We're posting on our social medias. Go give us a like. Go give us a follow. If you want to hear something, tell us. Please. We'd love to tailor to you guys to get more listeners. To Feedback is fantastic. We want you to tell your friends. Whatever it takes for you to vocalize about us, we will do. I'll give you my address if it gets you to comment. No. (laughs) But yeah, thanks for coming out. This has been Chill Air. I'm Destro. And I'm Smooth. Stay chill.